0: Joe McGranihan.
1: Thank you and welcome on board on the mark. This morning, Mark is taking some time off after he finished his duties on uh, uh, Sunrise this morning. So with me is Steve Kushaloff. Good morning, Steve. Good to see you, sir. Good morning. And our producer happy, happy. is Lynn Hall. Good to see you, Lynn. hope you are doing well over there. And we are brought to you, as always, by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street and Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Find out more about them at www. SunburyMotors.com. Make sure you visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize there in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and a master towing service with decades of experience. They do bring you on the Mark this morning, 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at WKOK.com. And Steve, you should be happy they have released, the Democrats in the House have released Donald Trump's tax returns, and guess what? It turns out he was not under audit. So what he, are you saying? That Well, he, he promised to... Re, he yeah, said, I, I would release all my returns if I wasn't under audit. Turns out, he lied. Now, yesterday <sighs> I called out Joe Biden's lie, so today I'm more than willing to call out Donald Trump's okay. lie for what it was. Yeah, A lie. I, I'm not sure why he um, tried so long to,
2: to hide his tax returns, um, but as we were discussing off-air... I mean, I could picture one of his first um, appearances. Uh, I think it was after he was inaugurated, but it was very shortly after, and he was asked, uh, you know, about your your taxes, and he just kind of, you know, he shrugged and said, very matter of fact, very matter of factly, "Oh, I'm under audit. As soon as that audit's over, I will uh, release them." And boy, for six years, he has fought tooth and nail against releasing those um his taxes. Why do you think so? Why do you think he would well, fight
1: I, so hard? I think because it shows that he had a negative income for three of the five years that were reviewed, or, and that in one of those years, he paid no taxes at all, and in two of those years, he only paid $750 in taxes. and yeah. yeah. a third year, where he actually made some money, he did pay about a million dollars in taxes, and then in one other year, where he made money, I think two out of the six years he made money, mm-hmm. and the other he lost money, and this was all the time while he's telling us what a great businessman he is. But how can you have a negative income of millions of dollars and claim that you're a good businessman? And fi- plus, the fact if you've lost that much money, if your income was negative, fourteen or ten million dollars, how did you live? You know, right. where where did your money come from? <laughs>
2: now, is there tell me this? Is there a is there, a, is, there a, is there a law that says if you run for president, you must uh, release your taxes? Is that all?
1: I don't think that no, but law. there is there is a law that says that the IRS is supposed to. Uh, I don't know whether it's an audit or just a verification of your tax returns every year. Now the White House, um, or the I guess the Treasury Department, did not do Trumps until 2020. The first four, couple of years, they didn't. And only when the House Democrats asked for information did they start reviewing the president's tax returns. Yeah. So that's a concern, the fact that, that they didn't actually do, and then they claimed they didn't have enough resources to fully vet all his claims. One of the things that he did claim was that huge contributions to charity, many of which were not reportable and did not have backup in terms of paper, uh, which apparently wasn't challenged. And in some cases, he donated land but only after he had failed at all attempts to develop it. Yeah. Let me ask you this in a much broader question. When do you think America's
2: fascination with Donald Trump
1: will end? When's he going to die? Hmm. I think that, that we are addicted to the guy one way or the other, for good or for ill. Yeah. You know, And, and I, I still say his policies were good. Well, but I, I don't think, I mean, the guy obviously lies about stuff. Um, I guess Joe Biden does too. I called Joe Biden out yesterday for lying about presenting a, a, a Purple Heart to his uncle who had been dead for a number of years before he was vice president. He claimed he presented it while he was vice president. You know, so we, we have, and I've said before, and I'll say it again if Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the best we have to be president of the United States, we are in deep trouble.
2: Yeah, and um, we've never really talked about this, the few times I have that we've been on, whether or not Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee for president next year. Uh, Well, you're a big Biden supporter. What do you think? uh, All indications are that he he will be the Democratic nominee. I just read the other day his his wife, uh, who was... uh, Previously opposed to him running for reelection is now has now as a, the article said has now warmed to the idea. So I think there's a uh, I think the likelihood now is that he will run. Um, you know, as a Democrat,
1: uh, I kind of wish he would not run. I, I so do. You who would you like to see? If you you're a Democrat and you're a good one, so if you were to pick somebody out of the pack to run for president of the United States on the Democratic side, assuming Joe Biden does not, who would you pick? Uh,
2: well, if you were asked, it'd be hard to just say one, but I'll just toss a couple of names. That I, I think Gavin Newsom is a oh my possibility. God. I know you don't like him because he had dinner with people during the COVID. Uh, After pandemic. telling everybody else in California yeah, to stay home, you know, I mean, it's like you know, Joe, with hypocrite, with every, with every human being out there, let alone the ones that are running for president. We can pick out a couple of things that would just make our heads spin. Anyway, um, I think Gavin Newsom. Uh, I liked uh, Cory Booker. Um but the one person I keep coming back to, and people just look at me off my rocker a little bit, is Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of uh, Michigan. I think um, the way she stood up to the right wing militia in uh, in Michigan uh, shows she's uh, got something on the ball and not to mention the fact. I mean, good lord they 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 tried to kidnap the lady. Uh, so I think... Uh, is that a, is that
1: a good... Uh, uh, well, somebody would recommend you for being President of the United States? <laughs> that somebody tried, somebody to, tried to kidnap, to kidnap you? you? Well,
2: who knows? The fact that uh, she was seen as such a uh, obstacle to the right-wing militia that they thought they better
1: get her out of there. Well, and... I don't think it was that. I think it was her policies that led people to believe that she should be removed from office. That's not the way to do it, obviously.
2: Well, and again, you know, you say her, her policies as if we're talking about... Economic policies and transportation. No, we were we're talking about the COVID nineteen policies. Right. You know, I mean, as a governor, she was charged with the the safety of the citizens of her
1: state. But don't you think the Democrats overreached all the way around on that? I mean, they, they, it seemed like they wanted everybody to live in fear, to be scared. Now it turns out that these masks that they demanded we wear might work for the flu virus, but they don't work for the COVID virus. Well, I you know
2: I've I have never. I, I haven't seen evidence of what you're saying, nor have I really looked for it. I do know that uh, caregivers I have spoken to uh, believe that the uh, the masks are a good idea. I thought it was interesting when I was watching the uh, the Stephen Colbert show. And I know you you watch Stephen Colbert. Oh, right. Exactly. Uh, make it a nightly habit. But um, when they show the audience for for his show... My goodness. They're all wearing masks, even even now. So there is something there. Well,
1: that just um, shows you there's a bunch of liberal liberal, panicky people in his audience. Well, Joe, you know,
2: there's there's people who just absolutely deny science. No,
1: let, me, let, me, let me explore that for a second. My son and daughter-in-law both have had every vaccine. They wear masks when they go out, and both of them got COVID. Right.
2: Um, I, so, uh, I rest my case. Well, I don't know why you would rest your case. I mean, if you want to go out and just uh, you know threaten
1: your own life like that, that's up to well, you. I, I, no, I, mean, I got them, too, well, but I, I'm not relying on them. I, I, I think that the people who say that we're going to impose a mask mandate on people are denying the science today because you can get COVID wearing a mask. You can get it even if you've had all of your vaccines. Okay. And to uh, oppose what you're saying,
2: I wore a mask when it was uh, expected that I would wear a mask. I got all my vaccines and boosters. I, to to date,
1: I have never contracted COVID-19, nor has my wife. Nor have I, and I wore a mask when it was required. Okay, so, uh, you know... people. But that's what I'm saying. It's more or less the luck of the draw. Some people are more likely to get it than others. Well, you know... But okay. I mean, the, the bottom line is Gretchen Whitmer and uh, what's his name? Corey Newsom, Booker and Gavin Newsom. Yeah. yeah, they all wanted everybody to live in fear. And and what was the benefit of that? Well, we control people by having them live in fear. You know, we tell them, don't go out, to stay home. What was that, that? What was it? Two weeks we had to practically stay in our homes to flatten the curve. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. Look at where we are and look at where
2: China is. China is just—it's just—it's just just crazy over in China. At least uh, we're not in that situation. So we look at the population density over there. uh, But that's not why China is having the problems it's having. China is having the problems because they—number one—they came up with their own vaccine, and from what I understand, not as good as ours. Not as good as ours. It doesn't even use. Thank you, Donald um, Trump. Hey, that's fine. You know that was. The uh, they don't even it's I don't even know what this mRNA Myrna I don't understand what that is but that's the technology apparently or that's the science that right our vaccines
1: right use theirs is not. Um, it looks like we have a call. I'm we do, but we have to take a quick break. Okay, We'll take that quick break. We're discussing the, President Trump's tax returns and it kind of led us off in a couple of other directions, but they were released and it turns out he was not under audit as he claimed and therefore could have released his tax returns, but the fact that it shows him losing money and paying very little taxes in four out of six years is probably why he didn't want them out there and why he fought so long and hard to keep them from getting out there. But it's an open day, and we have a caller pending and some emails, and we'll get back to them in just a moment.
3: Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors Your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm -hmm. um, out of auto repair.
1: Welcome back to On the Mark. Okay, Stan, you waited during the break. You're on the mark this morning. Steve, did I
0: hear you correctly that you don't want Biden to run again?
2: Stan, he didn't laugh. Good morning, Stan. <laughs> Let me start with Brian. that. Let me show, I'll get to your question, Stan. Uh, good morning and merry christmas. Uh, as a as a good yellow dog democrat, uh, I would not be c- crazy about uh, Joe Biden running, although uh it's not because of the quality of Biden or his administration. Uh, number one is his age. For instance, let's talk about uh, President Biden's age for a minute. Um, if he runs for president, age is going to be a major. It's going to be a major campaign issue. Um, True. And you know, in no pre- in no election should age be an issue. Unless it is an issue. You know, if you've got two men, two people, excuse me, two people running and they're 60, even if one is 60 and one is 40, um, age is not an issue. Hey, Ronald Reagan was pretty old when he ran for president. Uh, Reagan, because of the, the man had a certain way with words, was
1: really able to, to deal with it pretty well. Yeah, he said he was not going to make the youth and inexperience of his opponent an issue in the campaign. Right. (laughs) I
2: mean, you know. So anyway, so, you know, I just think if uh, Biden runs, age will
1: be an issue, which would be unfortunate. Um, Competency would certainly be one. Cognitive ability would be one. Right, Stan? Yeah. Well, it
0: it appears that's a problem right now, but I'm just saying.
2: I just think for, for Joe Biden's own sake, I would almost... Prefer that he not run. Uh, I know you will, you'll probably laugh at this stand because I know you love to laugh, but, uh, and Joe, Joe's gonna just shake his head. At this point, Joe Biden is going to leave office. Would would leave office with a pretty good record. There we go. There we go. Let the no, course beginning. I know you are. Uh I would. I you know, as, as a loyal as number one as a loyal Biden supporter, and let me say as a son, as a proud son of the first state, you know, great state of Delaware. I'd, I would love to see Biden end his term He's got a good record and, you know, let the future go from there.
1: Yes, what a great record he's achieved with, it, with securing the border and making sure that Americans are safe. Uh, he's done a wonderful job, hey, Steve.
2: Listen, you know, we can talk about the border, which I can't believe we went 20 minutes before somebody <laughs> brought it up. Yeah, I admit the border has been a mess, and you people think seem to think that the border which, never which people, was a mess are you until uh, Joe Biden took who are, office.
1: Who are you people?
2: You people are uh, Republicans who use the border as a club uh,
1: against uh, Biden and against any Democrats. You well, know? Now, you know, with the fact that <laughs> I, mean, do I don't know where to begin to take that apart. But, I mean, there, there's been almost five million people come across right. the border illegally oh, during terrible. Joe Biden's administration.
2: OK, so in, in, now that you've said that, you know, you people are going to take over uh, the House of Representatives on January 1st. So I would expect within the uh, uh. first week... It's not I
1: January 1st. It's not January 1st. No? What is it? It's uh, January
2: Third. 20th or 20th
1: or 3rd or something like okay.
2: that. Okay. So whenever you all take office the, and take over the House of Representatives, I would expect that within that first week, you fellas, you people, are going to introduce a very comprehensive, well-thought-out... Uh, uh, plan to get the border under control. Let's see if that happens. Well,
1: uh, let's. Well, maybe what we should do first is consider the Camilla uh um, Camilla? No, not Camilla. I have to get Camilla Parker Bowles. Um, the Vice President Kamala Harris's plan. Yeah. She was working so hard to get at the root cause of this. When they asked uh, Corrine uh, St. Pierre the other day what was going on, she said, well, you'd have to ask the Vice President. We don't know. Yeah. So the President doesn't know what the Vice President is doing about it. An issue that he gave her full responsibility for. Okay, isn't what do that, you... isn't that frightening, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> let me it's ask you, laughable is what it is. <laughs> let, okay, well let's let Stan Stan we'll keep, we, we've taken most of your time. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Steve, you listed off a bunch of people you'd like to see run for president. And Kamala Kamala, Kamala what is it? Jeez. Kamala or Kamala, Kamala, whatever it is. It's Kamala. Harris, you
2: know you you again you people, you'll get to go out of your way to ridicule. It's Kamala, Stan. It's not uh, that tough. Okay,
0: that's what I said, but I wasn't sure, so I asked. Okay? But that being said, she wasn't on your list. So she wasn't. So? Why? There's a yeah, lot of why? There's a, there's a lot She's of the other vice president. Wouldn't you expect her to run for president and get support if, if Joey decides not to run?
1: Uh, she she'll throw her hat in the ring. There's no doubt about it. And he did pick her as the second best person to be president of the United States after him. You know we were to, we were talking last night, and
2: there's been I, I I don't think Kamala Harris right off the bat would get a great deal of support. There's been a couple vice presidents in the last twenty or so thirty years. Uh, did for instance. Did you ever hear anybody say Dan Quayle ought to run for president? A couple people, but I, d- I questioned their sanity. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, when when Al Gore ran
1: for president... Then I really questioned their sanity. You
2: know, and yet Al Gore came within an eyelash of being elected. So this idea that vice presidency automatically turns into
1: the presidency, uh, you know, that do- Hasn't doesn't... Hasn't worked real well over the course of this. Not really, No. All uh, right, Sam, we'll give you the last word. we got another caller pending. Go ahead.
0: Well, Newsom and Whitmer are both criminals because they made thousands of people die in nursing homes because they forced them into them as they were COVID positive. That being said, they have no business being anywhere near the White House, along with Joe Biden, who is a Chinese asset, which will be proven once they investigate fully all the stuff on Hunter's laptop. So you all have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas. And you you do try to stay warm out there.
1: You too, sir. Take care of yourself. Okay. Uh, Kat, you're from Mifflinburg. You're on the mark this morning. Cat waited all that time and then hung up. Okay, Gee. sorry about that. Well, maybe the cat will call back. Okay. Well, I think you you know you bring up some interesting topics here. Uh, here's the fact about Trump's taxes. One of our emailers says Trump's taxes face facts, Joe. Trump didn't submit proof of charity contributions because there were no donations. What a crook. Hmm. Well, that's a possibility. And then Rob says, good morning. I'm in favor of granting amnesty to all those illegals that crossed the line on January 6th at the Capitol building. Not really. But those that are saying that it was an attempt to overthrow the government have never studied our Constitution and the procedures to ensure the confirmation of our go- continuation rather of our government. Our government is not the people that are elected, but the laws and statutes that are written on that piece of paper. Okay, Kat's back with us. Kat, good morning. You're on the mark. Hello hello cat are you there? no well, I'm sorry, I tried and there's no one there one one, one last chance going going gone cat are you there? nope, she's not okay, well, I assume it was a girl
2: yeah, because I was cause I was gonna question it so um oh, I shouldn't even ask you this, Joe, but what the heck we got a few minutes because I, I <laughs> See, I'm laughing even as I think about it. Okay, so if Biden doesn't run, as uh, who among the Democrats would you like to see
1: run for president? Uh, probably somebody not there. I would say Tulsi Gabbard, Uh-oh. but she left the party. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would like to see Joe Manchin run. I would think. I, I think a lot of people can get behind him. He's a moderate. He's willing to walk, work across the aisle. Um, I I have respect for him. Even though he, he folded on some things I like, I think his heart's in the right place. He's trying to do a bipartisan job in a very partisan environment. Okay. So I would like to see him run. Okay. That's a little more sensible than Tulsi Gabbard. She but, was a great candidate. Oh, she should be his vice presidential golly nominee. Ned, <laughs> she was pretty bad. I thought. Okay. Uh, That's because she's moderate.
2: Yeah. Oh, she isn't moderate. That just did. I think I'm not. Anyway, uh, I saw a Republican uh, over the weekend, and I've seen him before, and I had no idea he was even thinking of running for um, president. Asa Hutchinson. Hmm.
1: Governor of Arkansas. It's all right. Well, we've had somebody from Arkansas, and it didn't work out real well. I
2: thought it worked out pretty <laughs> doggone well,
1: Joe, you yeah, know? Ex- except for the scandals that were involved. There. Oh, yeah, and he's
2: the only president to ever have a scandal. No. Uh, so if you want to count yourself among the 40%, the minority, the small minority that didn't like Bill Clinton, oh, I like Bill Clinton. I thought that. Bill
1: Clinton was a good president. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, like Donald Trump, I think he was a flawed human being there. I thought he brought disgrace on the office of the presidency of the United States. Okay, and uh, I wonder... Do you agree with that statement?
2: uh, You know, not exactly. I think he was... uh, The flawed thing is right. Uh, As far as disgrace on the presidency... I think Trump did, too. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's something off the top of my head I I don't know that I'd want to make a flash judgment. Uh, It's just kind of crazy that we have seen. I mean, this is what we get anymore. We get flawed human beings. And I'll tell you, this is why, to this day, Jimmy Carter, who I did not as it turned out, I didn't particularly care for Jimmy Carter, but he is held in very high esteem as a past president, but not as a president, yeah, but as a past president, just as a person.
1: Yeah, well, he's a good guy,
2: right? Um, I think Barack Obama. Um, I hold him in very high esteem. Uh, his presidency, I think, was pretty darn good. I think his greatest failing. His lack of just pure political skills i think was a problem there um uh, george h w bush you know he but but then you look at uh his son george w um there were some there was there were issues there like what i well, thought he was a good president the i think his biggest problem may have been that uh in his first term plus uh he kind of i don't want to say he 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 gave too much power, so to speak, to the people who were working for him, mainly Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld.
1: Um, Both very competent and capable people.
2: Oh, yeah, and then they took us right into the, what, the Iraqi war and, you know. um, No benefit to that, in your opinion? Well... no benefit to the Iraqi war. I'd have to think long and hard. I'd have to Well, we've, got, we've that. got
1: six minutes for you to think long and hard about it while we take a break for I'll the news. I'll get on the Internet, and we'll see. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. We have open phones today, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. We'll take a break for the news, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. Joe Grand and Steve Kushloff and our producer, Lynn Hall. This is WK.
0: Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank
1: you and welcome back. With me today is Steve Kushiloff. Our producer is Lynn Hall. It's an open phones day, so that means one 800 795 We'll get you through to Lynn, who will take your information and put you on the online with us. On the mark, it can be emailed at wkok I'm sorry, email us at on the at WKOK.com. Uh, It's on the mark at WKOK.com. Okay, got that? And 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. We all know that SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars and satisfying more customers. With that comes the need for many great behind-the-scenes employees. While they have many awesome technicians ready to serve you, they need more due to the business expanding and that a 107-year-old dealership has earned the reward and respect of the people in the community and they take their cars there to be serviced. They're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane car, light truck service, heavy truck service, body, frame and alignment, and towing departments. Whether you're an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, they would love to hear from you. Stop by in person or apply online at sunburymotors.com or call Todd at 286-7746. Taking a look at our news headlines, this morning, and this one is particularly sad for me. Legendary Steelers running back and pro football Hall of Famer Franco Harris has died. Harris's death has been confirmed to KDKA-TV by his family. The four-time Super Bowl champion and nine-time Pro Bowler was drafted by the Steelers with the 13th overall pick in the 1972 draft after playing for Joe Paterno at Penn State. During his illustrious NFL career, Harris rushed for over 11,000 yards with the Steelers Dealers, the leading rusher in team history, also having been named MVP of Super Bowl 9. Franco Harris dead at 72 years of age. The parents of a 27year- old man are in police custody following an incident at their Danville home in July. Danville police say arrested were Richard and Christine Cortez, the parents of 27-year-old Adam Cortez. They are faced with a felony charge of neglect of a care-dependent person and other misdemeanor charges. Misdemeanors include involuntary manslaughter, unlawful restraint, recklessly endangering another person, tampering with physical evidence, and false imprisonment. Officers say Adam was found dead July 21st at their home at 330 Lower Mulberry Street and the criminal Criminal investigation led to the arrest of Richard and Christine, his parents. Officers say the parents were arraigned to district court on Monday and committed to Montour County Prison in lieu of $10,000 bail. A preliminary hearing is scheduled for December 29th. As 2022 winds down, a political analyst takes note of some of the shifts highlighted by last month's election. One of the notable changes was the slight gain made by Pennsylvania Democrats in rural areas of the state. Dr. Terry Madonna of Millersburg University says areas where industry and mining once determined portions of Pennsylvania have also changed. He adds the Democrats improved their lot in the suburbs, partly due to the changing demographics. Madonna noted President Joe Biden's taking to the Philadelphia suburbs over Donald Trump by a wide margin in the last uh, presidential election. That's our look at the news headlines. As I said, 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. We've been talking about the IRS tax returns of President Donald Trump being released by the House Ways and Means Committee yesterday, and they are making news today in the President Trump apparently lost millions of dollars in three years in, in his income. He reported a negative income for three years. The two years he made money, ironically, were the uh, first year of uh, his presidency, and then he paid a million dollars in taxes that year. In the second year, he made some money, but not a whole lot more. Uh, actually less than he did the first, and the other three years he either lost huge sums and paid $750 in tax or no tax at all. Well,
2: apparently he's going to make up for all of these losses with his digital trading cards that he is uh, selling. Um, have you purchased yours yet, Joe? Are you getting them as gifts for your friends? Well, no, friends? I wanted to
1: buy the one of him in his underwear. I thought, um, uh, looking like uh, uh, Putin. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have not purchased them. I don't really understand what that's all about. It seems like a bizarre, a really bizarre thing for somebody to yeah. do who's running for president of the United States.
2: Yeah, and it, it was kind of interesting. I said to you, when are we going to end our fascination with Trump? And, uh, and you said when. When he dies, and unfortunately, I think you're probably right because even you know it's not just it's not just Republicans who uh, it's not just his supporters that are fascinated by him. It's people like people like myself, you know, who have no use for the guy, but um as a as a statesman or as a politician, but yet we just seem to be utterly.
1: Fascinated, We can't turn our eyes from him. Well, you know, it's like a train wreck. If you you see uh, the cars off the tracks, you want to go stare at it and say what's happened here. I, I think he had some great policies. I think he was on the right track. He certainly was. You would even have to concede that as far as the border went, he had it under control. And Joe Biden does not have it under control. You know, I think that my problem is that we need a competent president again. We need somebody. Who can deal with the problems we have without lying through his teeth to the American public, without attempting to self-aggrandize himself by making up stories about how good he is and what wonderful things he's done? You know, you are you are looking for you're looking for perfection. No, I'm looking for it. Ronald Reagan. I'm looking for I'm looking, Abraham looking to, Lincoln. Yeah. I'm looking for George <laughs> oh, Washington.
2: Great. I I'm mean,
1: even looking for Teddy Roosevelt. You
2: know, um, uh, Ronald Reagan had the entire uh, Iran Contra scandal uh, to deal uh, with. What,
1: what, you know it was a scandal. It wasn't a personal scandal. It wasn't him well, see, uh, in the Oval Office with a cigar and a woman he wasn't yeah. married to. It wasn't him right. uh, with, uh, you know, filing fraudulent tax returns. There you go again, Mr. McGranahan. <laughs> oh, I, there, there I am. That's the truth. You know, any president can get into some difficult situations. And you and I were talking off air, George Bush got into one with, uh, you know, wh- whether you want to consider the Iran thing bad or not, you know. Every president has issues. Jimmy Carter, in his aborted attempt to pull the uh, hostages out of Iran. You know, everybody is qualified to make a mistake here or there. But I'm talking about basic competency. John Kennedy listened to advisors who told him the Bay of Pigs, that the people in Cuba would rise up. and So everybody, every president has an issue somewhere down the line where they maybe listened to bad advice or they acted, I won't say impetuously, but they acted on what they were told and it turned out to be wrong. Well, you could be right. You know, so, but that doesn't mean, I'm talking about personal characteristics. I'd like to see somebody with some personal integrity run for the office of President of the United States. Not a plagiarist. Not not a sniffing, hair-sniffing guy and who makes up stories about his uncles. Not a, not a guy who cheats, who suggests his daughter ought to have big breasts and that he'd like to date her. You know, these are the people that we've been given by the political parties. Well, I guess. And, uh, it looks like we actually have a phone call. Yeah, we do. Jim, you're on the mark from Shemokin Dam. Good morning, sir. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to
4: make a comment about Trump's taxes. You got to remember, he was telling you every year he's going to release his taxes, but they are under audit. Right. Well, it just so happens that there was a, it wasn't a law, but it was ever since they had a problem with Nixon's taxes because he was doing some uh, shady deals with his taxes and selling his memoirs and whatever. But uh, you were going to release your taxes. Well, Trump told he was under audit. Well, there was a mandatory audit. It was supposed to be done on every president that got elected since Nixon. But being that Trump always puts the right people in place that covers him and not for the best interest of the people or cover the law, that's why he never released his taxes. And they never did. Mnuchin hit him, his financial advisor. He also had a guy at the IRS. He installed to cover it up and this is uh, just another thing that should be made it should be probably be codified into a law and made happens because nobody knows what involved exactly you might see what Trump says and pays in taxes but it's for a businessman with six bankruptcies and brags about he's really rich and really rich he lost more money than anybody that probably anybody in the con- in the country up until maybe Elon Musk recently. But uh, <laughs> his whole figment about being rich is kind of kind of fake. That's why he's selling these cars. He can't make any money anymore. His golf courses lose money. His hotels lose money. His whole name, is brand, has lost money. So it's just another scam. After thirty some thousand lies since he's in office. He's just been scamming the people for money since he's been there, and that's why he—that's why he's running for president again. It's the only way he can raise money by scamming his supporters for their money and putting in the mandatory donations every month that people don't seem to see at the bottom of his donation page that he keeps making money. You got to remember, Trump University. How much did that cost him? Twenty-five million. He had to pay back because it was a scam, and they were taking money from
1: charities. It's just the man's just a scam artist and a carnival barker. Well, bear in mind, that and trying to be fair to the guy, he did did license his name. He didn't own or run most of these things, but he did make the mistake of licensing his name and his, I guess, reputation for money. And sometimes those people disabused him. Other times, he certainly should, and if you're going to make the argument he should have exercised more oversight on places where he lent his name, I agree with you. But I don't think he personally did all of those things, but he did license his name to be used by the people who did them.
4: Yeah, and when well, if you notice the two two years he made money, or years are in the White House where he was charging Secret Service to stay at his luxury hotels and his golf courses at two to three times the price his Washington D.C. hotel. They were charging people from all over the country. Who knows who was donating to him? The Arabs and everybody else of influence. And the first place he went when he left the country was to go see the Arabs. Well, he got $4, tri- $4 billion recently for his golf adventure. Jared Kushner got $2 billion from the Arabs for a real estate adventure. Steve Mnuchin got a $1 billion from the Arabs. So this is just a scam. That's why you need to know where people are getting their money and where they're what they owe in money. There's also a story... He, owed, he borrowed $20 million from a, a corporation in South Korea that had ties to North Korea. Let me ask Never you. Never released that before he ran for president either.
1: Okay, Jim, you're 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 Go certainly ahead. you're certainly right about the, the Republicans failings, but what about the Democrats? Are you just as anxious to see where Joe Biden got his money and whether Hunter was in fact contributing 10% to the big guy and the big guy was his dad? I mean, does that interest you at all too?
4: Well, in, in somewhat, but let's talk about Jared Kushner and Ivanka. They made over six hundred million dollars as advisors to Trump without a salary. Now, how do you make that kind of money when you're supposed to have a job working for your daddy and father-in-law and make that kind of money? Now, well, I believe in look at Hunter Biden's free, Biden. speech, free corporations and making money. If Hunter Biden had a job, he made a lot of money. You know, Hunter Biden was no dummy either. He had college degrees and he had he had experience in business.
1: But he knew if nothing about He made about money the... <laughs> somewhere in the world. What he, he Biden wasn't his partner. He made uh, quite a bit of money in a field he knew nothing about, gas. He was no expert on gas when the Ukrainians hired him. I'm just saying that there there's shadiness shadiness on both sides here. If you're going to look at Donald Trump under a microscope, then I want to look at I want to look at the Biden family under a microscope too.
2: You know, Joe. You. What? This is just one more false equivalence. No, it's not a false oh, equivalence. It's totally <laughs> false. You got a guy like Donald Trump, who has been, who has made an effort over his lifetime to be out there in in the in the public. View uh, the caller mentions Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner was an integral part of the Trump administration. Hunter Biden is a guy. Uh, he's kind of a sad sack kind of fella who has has tried to make money off of his last name. Now we might call that a character flaw, and if you want to look into it, that's fine. But to, to
1: equate Hunter Biden, With then you Jared obviously Kushner. completely discount Tony Bobulinski's. Testimony.
2: Oh, and I hear I hear about it every time I come in here. Well, you and don't, I hear
1: about the big guy. Yeah, Money well, for the big guy. Ten percent for the big guy. Hey Jim, we'll give you the last word. Go ahead, sir. We got another call pending. Okay, one more thing I'd like to talk about. Sure. Governor
4: Corbett in twenty thirteen decided uh, we're not gonna tax the gas companies that are coming in to do the fracking in Pennsylvania and you're gonna make billions of dollars, but instead of taxing the gas companies and the corporations. He decided to dump all the excess money that needs to be paid to finance Pennsylvania through fees of driver's license, inspection stickers, license plates, your uh, and gasoline tax. We are now the second-highest gasoline tax in the country, and with Corbett's rules in 2013, starting in January, it's just amazingly he's going to raise gas prices because of his passing the legislature by three more cents and diesel fuel is going to go up four and a half more cents. Now, I understand Republicans don't like to give money to people. They like to protect the corporations (laughs) in which corporations aren't making any money, are they? Because they're setting record profits. And this is what's causing inflation in general because they are charging too much money and the corporations are making record money year after year, especially the Republicans don't like to give money money to people. They okay, like Jim, to give you, it to corporations. Because made,
1: Jim, they, you made that point. I'm sorry. we got to go. We have other calls pending. 1-800-795-9565. Harry, you've been waiting. We'll take you before the break. Go ahead, sir.
5: All right. Hey, uh, a couple of things before I get to my main point. Just a, a statement. One, I, I have no problem with checking Trump's um having uh, everybody check Trump's tax records. I think anybody in a position of prominence like that, that is moving into um, political leadership, should have them fixed. I also think that should include uh, Schumer and Pelosi and McConnell and everybody else. Uh, You have people who go into the Senate uh, with not a pot to urinate in and come out as multi-millionaires. They should be checked, too.
1: Makes you wonder, Uh, doesn't it? The other
5: thing I would (laughs) like to say, Joe, is that Hearing what you were looking for in a politician is noble, but it's also like looking for a unicorn. <laughs> it's
1: just not going to happen. <laughs> I have, hope is, springs eternal, I know, Harry. Did you
5: guys see yesterday the uh, the uh, from Stanford University their new initiative? Yeah, I have that, that here. To, I have
1: that here to talk about, but we did We haven't gotten to it yet. But yes, I did yeah. see it. We no longer say we're Amer- we're no language. longer say we're Americans.
5: Yeah yeah you can't say americans you can't say walk-in you can't say tone deaf uh because that's now you're picking on people who have disabilities i uh i am amazed that some people can get through life being hurt by so many things because i just can't believe that uh, that they that they can function in any way shape or form because they're always hurt by something i i think it's about time that we go in and we do a surgical procedure and develop some backbone and insert that into a great portion of the American society. Uh, I will tell you now, I'm not as proud of, about being an American as I was a few short years ago, but I am still proud to be an American, um, even though it's not the America that we uh, that we were taught of, about and grew up in. I'm still proud to be an American, and, and I don't care if some... Uh, egghead academic from Stanford tells me it's not right and it insinuates that I'm more important than somebody else. That's not why I do it. I'm I'm proud of it because that's where I was brought up and where I live. Um, I think it's another example of the education system not being about education and being about worrying about feelings more than knowledge. And I think if you teach people, you can also get them to have empathy through knowledge not teach them empathy first and not worry about knowledge you can't legislate morality you can't legislate what's in people's hearts and it's about time that we got back to living in the real world and not having um not having our feelings hurt by every slight real or imagined i just can't imagine the energy it takes to go through life like that and i god i hope i never get to that point
1: Amen, brother. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. Appreciate your comments, All right. as always. Have All a Merry right. Christmas. Merry I don't speak to you. God. Take care. Uh, Mike, hang on. we got to take a quick break to stay on schedule. We'll be back in just a moment, but our toll-free hotline number is open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com.
3: Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I
1: Welcome back to On The Mark. I'm Joe and Steve Kushalov. Our producers, Lynn Hall. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're On The Mark.
6: Yeah, good morning, men. For the last, uh, I don't know how many years I've been calling this station, uh, my friends on the left refer to me as a Kool-Aid drinking, MAGA, white supremacist, racist, and all those things. So what I did for the last 24 hours was I, I spent the time watching CNN, MSNBC and reading the Washington Post. And I've had a conversion and now I am a uh, I'm a full-fledged left-wing liberal Biden loving guy. All, All right. right. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> and, and I'm 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 ashamed of uh, what I have in my life because it was handed to me because I'm white. Uh, and I'm a uh, I'm I'm ashamed of uh, the conditions we have in the country and and i hate these companies that make a profit you know darn it anyhow they're making a profit and uh you know they have higher bills to pay to to make their products but they shouldn't be raising the prices and, and and causing us to have to pay more and that's why we have inflation it has nothing to do with the trillions of dollars we spent so I'm in agreement with my friends on the left that used to call me all those names, but I just have one question for my friends on the left.
1: I've been waiting for the if other it, shoe to drop. Go ahead, drop if the shoe. It
6: sucks so bad here in the United States. Why are people from over 100 countries in this world, most of them not white, you know, come into this racist country? They're paying tens of thousands of dollars to be smuggled into this uh into you know South America and Latin America so that they can cross the border and come to the United States. Why are they doing that? If they if they know the same things that I know now and that all my friends on the left know. Why would they want to come to this country? I don't get it if we suck so bad.
1: I don't know. Maybe Steve can answer that one. Hey I'm just I'm just here listening. <laughs> you know, yeah uh... it brings up a good point. If we're that bad, why are people trying to get in here? As they say on television, Mike Uh, There's a lot
2: to unpack there. (laughs) It's another cliche I really can't stand. You picked that up from MSNBC.
6: cliches are very useful when you don't want to answer the question directly.
2: So go ahead. Kind of. A couple things. Number one, the people that are, you know, crossing the border, let's face it, uh, those are people that, I mean, the conditions where they are 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 so bad that what they are saying is, I would rather risk my life uh, and the lives of my family to, to try to get into the uh, United States of America. So
1: They're so bad. How can they all afford Nikes and cell phones, well, out of curiosity? I'm not sure, and I don't know for a fact, except the fact that you're telling me, I don't know for a fact that they all have Nikes and cell phones, Joe. I mean, Look I, at the videos, my man.
2: Oh, okay, and if you've got the TV that's so darn good you can pick out their I do.
1: Nikes. Okay, but... It's a nano cell.
2: Okay, but the other point is, okay, so... But to a degree, I sort of agree with Mike, because it's not just people that um, are coming in from, you know, uh, Latin America and the Honduras who want to come to America. It just seems like around the world, not necessarily people want to flock and live in America, but people are they are fascinated by America. They are, are taken with America. They, you know. You watch TV shows, and uh, now with streaming, there's a lot of foreign television on. And maybe it's not true, but every time on these foreign TV shows that somebody mentions America, everybody's eyes light up, and they're fascinated, and they want to see it. Uh, The other thing is on these foreign TV shows... Every time you mention an American celebrity, they all know about him. You know, I, how many? How many Swedish well, how celebrities does that can e- How you does mention? that
1: equate to why people would come here if we're a racist society? Well, I mean, let's face it: the people on the left do paint this country in very negative terms most of the time. Okay,
2: now you see, and here's here's the mistake you're making, Joe. But it's not the first you've made. Anyway, you know, trying to uh, t- trying to characterize all people on on the left. You know, it's as just, opposed to you saying you people, of course. (laughs) You caught that. You know, I I will tell you this. I characterize a certain portion, I will qualify it, I characterize a certain portion of the Republican Party as as the party of grievance, anger, and hate. Oh, my goodness. But that's just a certain (laughs) portion. You know, I'm not going to say everybody on the right is like that. Hey, last night I celebrated... uh, the holidays i celebrated hanukkah with a very good very republican friend of mine you know so i know what that sounds like some of my best <laughs> friends, friends are, are republicans republican. right. hey, i know you're not
1: supposed to do that so
2: you know there are republicans uh, some of my
1: best friends are democrats okay right
2: okay i mean i have i have more than respect for some republicans sometimes joe i leave here having some respect for you Oh gee thanks Then I get out To my <laughs> yeah. car And I think about uh, I say You, you know yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: But um, so, Save so you listen, man. I, I gotta go here But in conclusion I just want to say this Right now What we are witnessing In this country Is a concerted Effort By the left And it's been Going on for a while They've got Controls of our You know Basically control Of our educational system They've got control Of Washington They've gained control Of the voting systems uh, by changing laws, and, you know, and they're working hard to do this. But it is a leftist takeover. And all we have to do is look at these countries that these other people that are coming from, and the truth of the matter is that people that are controlling everything right now they are going to take this country in the same direction as the places that those people are running from. And I, and I can understand why they're doing it down there. You know, in the Southern America, Latin America, South America, a lot of places in the Middle East, they want to come to America. You know, we're the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry, so to speak. And, and <laughs> we need to get control of this situation that we have at the southern border. We need to get control of the situation we have in Washington with the corrupt FBI and CIA. In the spending, and, and if we don't, it, it may you know, we're going to we're going to probably outlive outlive the downfall. I would hope, but our children and grandchildren probably are not. And then finally, as far as it comes to national security, by having an open border, we've caught a hundred people that are on the terror watch list. How many people have snuck on that weren't on that list? Okay, yeah. how many people are here right now could possibly be waiting? To, to take orders to do some really bad things. And, did, and, and trust me, I'm, you, not gonna, I'm not going to use the information that I have in my head to, to put ideas in other people's heads, but we have a lot of weaknesses here that we, you know, we just take for granted that everything's going to be okay. Well, trust me, it, a concerted effort by people that really want to harm this country and maybe start off an attack... It would be very easy. Did you hear
1: the best one today? I know you said you had to go, so let me just see if you heard this one. (laughs) The Biden administration was given until yesterday afternoon, I think a close of business, by the uh, uh, Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court to come up with a reason why Title 42 should be stopped. And basically they came back and said, well, put a fork in it. It's dead. It's outlived its usefulness. But don't do it until after the holidays, because otherwise so many people will be coming in. It would be a problem. Talk about hypocrisy and tone deafness. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to say, under the Stanford policy, you're not allowed to say tone deaf. But they're tone deaf. Anyway, it, thank you so much.
6: That, listen, Joe, that, I, I did hear that. And, and to me, it's absolutely disgusting that a president of the United States, who is supposed to be held in esteem by you know every place in the world, could make a statement like that, and it stands, and it goes unchallenged. And if it is unchallenged, or if it is challenged, you're the nut.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, hey, Mike, thank you so much for calling. You're Appreciate welcome. your call. You take
6: care no. Fine. Right.
1: And I think yep, we lost Joe from Sunbury. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call right now. You'll get straight on through. The phone lines are open, and we'll be right Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McCranahan with Steve Kushiloff. We have uh, two lines ready and one coming in, and we're going to get to those calls now. Joe from Sunbury, you're On the Mark. Good morning, sir.
7: Oh good morning, uh, men. Uh, I, I do want to ask uh, Steve. I I think uh, Mike asked him about why people are coming to the United States, uh, and it, if I'm right, uh, st- Steve can just make it quick. That you said because the conditions in the other countries are terrible, that extremely bad. Right? I mean, any adjective that I mean, i You made it out that uh, you know it was really. You know, a a matter of life and death, or something that they get here. I think
2: from the from what I've read, and I haven't made a comprehensive, uh, you know, reading of the whole thing. But in some cases, I think it is. I mean, you know, you read Um, about, for instance, real quick. You read about people getting on a bus in um, some of these uh, towns down in the Honduras, just getting on a bus to go to work, and the next thing you know, there are gangs. There are gangs that are boarding the buses and. Have you seen the videos out of New York City recently? <laughs> there's, there's, right, uh, there's, there's terrible crime in a lot of you're places.
7: Saying, but, you're saying it's terrible, it, but one, one question I have, maybe you can, both of you can help me clear up. But there are a lot of young, strong men that I don't think our country really wants them coming to our country. Right, um, a single male in their twenties and that I think is not like the prime the. Ordinary guy that we want here, right? I think they even—not that they have a law against it—but uh, th- those aren't the people that we won here. Well,
1: it depends. My question to Steve
7: is: if if you were, uh, say, twenty-five to thirty years old, or thirty-five, a little bit older, and you had an elderly parents or, or you know, or younger brothers, and you would leave that country and leave them people behind for some reason, would you do that uh, yourself? Uh,
2: well, I I I, I, have, I don't know because I'm so far removed from 25, but a lot of a lot of I mean, people, oh, come on, a lot of people come to America and and send money and their money back, yeah,
7: right. That okay. that's and that's that's a big uh, concern of the of our government. Why we can't tax that, right? So they're getting away with something there. We don't really address that, I understand. And that's the answer that I kind of expected. But my question is, can you just, okay, I mean, okay, you don't want to put yourself, maybe, I can say maybe, I I wouldn't want to leave my parents or those in those conditions, right? Gang members, if they're not picking on me, who's young and healthy, going to work, they're picking, then I NIP? leave, so yeah. now they're picking on the, the more vulnerable ones, right? So my my point is, why wouldn't you, or, in, in the condition right now, want them to stay in their own country and make that country better, rather than coming to the United States working maybe a, a little bit more than minimum job and living in, you know, multiple people living in one place, overcrowded, and sending uh, some money back that obviously that hasn't worked for the past 50 years because people migrating here have been doing that for a long time, maybe even longer.
2: Yeah, I'm, you know.
7: You want them to stay in their own countries, maybe my
2: basic question. If, if and they, try to make it better. Right. If, if they feel they can really make it better for their... Not how they feel. Oh, if, they, if they think, you know, hey, if they have made the decision, is that better? Does that oh. they made does the that decision They
1: made the decision to come to our great country illegally so that they can better themselves. How does that express concern for our country and our people, just out of curiosity? You know, as has You're been pointed You're not answering my out, question. Right? One way is because...
2: Uh, maybe they will take jobs here that other people oh, don't other want. people don't you know, want. United in- States citizens don't want. For instance, uh, one, of the, an answer. Uh, one of the one oh. of the landscaping companies in the in in this area, oh. I will never forget. They told me and my wife a couple of years ago. They said, uh, "This was after pandemic. We were finally t- uh, to a great degree through it." And they said, "You know, we had about. I think they said like twenty one. They had twenty one people ready to start. None of them, and none of them showed up." So these are the kind of jobs that uh, people coming from other countries, yes, many of them illegally, but these are the kind of jobs that they will take, jobs that Americans don't want.
1: Joe, we'll give you the last word. we got two other calls. Right. we got to move on.
7: Yeah, I want to end this up with... Don't you think that it would be better if they changed their government there?
1: Yeah, that would be a good start. Right,
7: okay, that's the root problem. That's <laughs> yes. what Kamala Harris wanted to go down there to the government. That's why we send foreign aid so much we think we can, but they just siphon off the money. But here's here's my thing. Get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris together. Take the Constitution of the United States to Guatemala or Ukraine or wherever. Take the Constitution and say, here, this is the this is the blueprint. You young people that want to be revolutionaries instead of coming to our country, take this and even even at I know a lot of people won't agree, but take a Bible with you know and give that to them too okay. and say here 's the basis for this uh paper and Go by this. Don't Joe, we, come to our country. We got
1: Joe. We got. I'm sorry. We got to move on. By we have two more calls. coming here and back.
7: working jobs that we don't want and sending a few bucks back, okay. that hasn't worked for over
1: 50 years or forever. I'm not sure. Okay. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate your call. Kat, third time's a charm. Are you there or not? Yes, it is. Yes,
8: okay. I'm here. Go I'm ahead here. from Mifflinburg. Okay. The reason why I was calling was because I don't really see what the big deal is about Trump's tax records. Trump never took any money from the American people. So why do we care? All the money that he made, he gave away. That's but he didn't true. even take a salary from us. So why do we care about his tax records? He did a good job for our country, and we just need to leave the man alone.
1: Well, maybe he should have taken the salary, given the fact he lost a couple of million dollars in th- four of the six years that he reported uh, those tax returns were out there. Maybe he should have taken the money.
8: Well, maybe, but you know he didn't because that's that's not what he cares about. He cares about our country. He cares about what our country believes in and in the Constitution, unlike other people.
1: Well, let's let me ask you this question. I bet you pay your taxes, don't you? I pay mine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. I pay yeah, mine. I pay my
8: taxes, and I'm sure he pays his taxes too. And I'm sure he, you know, he pays a lot of money out to other people for the businesses that he has. I mean, you do have an overhead in a business.
1: Well, no argument. So, but yeah, he pays. I mean, he, you try to
8: find as many. You know, there are taxes you know write offs and loopholes and things that is is already written in in that so you know why not take advantage of them so he's a smart businessman.
1: Well, he made, that's supposedly, I, I mean, he's a very rich man, according to him. And, they, and, I, had, I, and
8: I think he treats his employees well, too, so what, you know. Does he? You have other people out there that just keep money and do the same thing, but they don't take care of their employees. So.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but uh, what two two of the three years, I th- or maybe three of those years, he paid $750 in tax. I don't make anywhere near as much as he did, and I paid one heck of a lot more tax than that yeah, in those and, and that's, years. Yeah, and
8: maybe that's what we need to look at. Maybe we need to change the system with that.
1: Well, that could be, too. Like,
8: you know, to me, it's like less government, and we would have less taxes. Because why should we pay for all those salaries for those people that don't do anything? They just sit and bicker and argue all day long, and, you know, we we don't need to be paying for that.
1: Now you're singing my song. I agree with you on that one.
8: <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you go. Have a good day. Hey, thanks Merry a Christmas, lot. Appreciate Abby your Hanukkah. call.
1: Glad you got through. Thanks, Kat. Okay, Al, you're on the mark. Last call before a quick break. Good morning, sir.
9: Okay, I'll make it quick. Well, you guys were fiddling all day while Rome is burning. I wrote down that we're kind of in a war with China, and we've been for quite a while because they want to take us over, but they don't want to take us over all beat up and burn up and our infrastructure and highways and everything, a, a, a dilemma. They want to do it and get us one shiny piece. So they already had a germ warfare with us they have a chemical warfare going on with us. They have a cyber war going on with us. They have a propaganda war going on with us and we got an invasion on the southern border of all these young people from all over the world coming here. Um, I think we have better things to talk about than Trump's taxes. Um, and just just think. You know, you're sitting back and watching all this happen, and you can't see it. The chemicals are the map of the uh, fentanyl coming over. The germs, they were working on germ warfare, and it got out somehow right before our election. Working on the germ warfare, that got out. Propaganda, there's your TikTok, and the cyber is stealing all our... uh, corporate secrets and corporate uh, inventions and stuff before, you know, before our very eyes.
1: But you know, let's face it. I think his tax returns are extremely relevant because every other president from Nixon on up has released their tax returns.
9: Well, you want to talk about that after I just read down all the wars and stuff that we're in and what's going to happen to this country. Well, that's all, you one.
1: You know, the, that's all well right. and good, but you know, uh, we have to focus on everything, not just okay, one. Well,
9: I got to comment on the taxes if you want to listen. I'm I listening? got a comment. That's his personal taxes. In, in the corporate taxes, he pays them all year long all quarterly taxes. He may has to pay the taxes on the employees. He's got responsibility for a portion. And nowhere does it say he's delinquent in his taxes. So he's paid all the corporate taxes. And if you got all these loopholes and you pay a lawyer a million to save you 50 million, Well, you get a couple more lawyers, and they keep on digging and going through the loopholes. That's what smart business men do. And they'll take advantage of every loophole, because they pay those quarterly taxes. Mm -hmm. And if you're not delinquent, you're paying a hell of a lot of taxes. Let me ask you a
1: question. How much did you pay more than $750 in tax the last three years?
9: Well, well, after my... That's a yes or no question. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, I guess you're not a smart businessman then, because you didn't make millions, I assume, and you paid more than Trump did, and he's supposedly a billionaire. Well, I didn't make much more than 750 so there you go. <laughs> okay, listen, we got to take a break, <laughs> Al. Thanks so much. Appreciate your call. We still have time for maybe one or two quick calls. 1-800-795-9565. Mm-hmm. When
3: car repairs get difficult. Well, I... Your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane six thirty to six Monday through Friday, Saturday six thirty till two. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai North Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia Routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. We take the out of auto repair.
1: Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrann with Steve Kushlock. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number for a quick caller. But Steve and I were just talking off mic about people using their names to make money. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Biden's son has done it. You accuse Trump's kids of having used their name to make money. Nowadays, we're also allowing college athletes to make money from their image and likeness. And now the PIAA is even talking about allowing that to extend down to high school players. You know, so is it wrong? for someone to cash in. I pointed out to Steve that when Harry Truman left office, he was offered a directorship of a rather large company that would have been a substantial amount of money for him. And he said, you don't want Harry Truman. You want the president of the United States and that's not for sale. And he said no. But he's probably the last guy who said no. Yeah, and...
2: You know there are there's a lot of stuff out there that we might shake our heads at and wish that it was not the case. Uh, and I started to bring up sports uh, just as we went back on the air. Uh, you know, literally, how can you how can you justify in terms of just dollars and cents? How can you justify giving a 30-year-old baseball player a 11 11- or 12-year contract? at a huge amount of money. Now a lot of people will just they will just shake their heads at that and they'll say this is wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, because somewhere the baseball team has made the decision has made that we can afford to to give this individual this much money for this many years and we will still not only will we still make money, we will make more money if if we do
1: that. And how do they raise that money? They raise it not just through television revenues, but through raising the price of seats to go to the game. And which, right, which and in, in effect makes it harder for people who support the team to support the team.
2: Maybe, maybe it does, but and but if if they can get enough people to to pay that money, then they will uh, they will make the money that they've given to. But it's the again, ball it
1: goes back to the public. I mean, it's the same thing with with people who will say, "I want America to thrive and prosper," and yet they'll buy Chinese manufactured goods when an American alternative is available. So if we make our own decisions and we make our own bed and we have to lie in it at some point, even though we don't want to, but I think people make a conscious decision every day of the week. What's most important to them? Will I pay $150 for the back row seat at a Taylor Swift concert, or will I buy a Chinese-made sewing machine at uh, Walmart or someplace for half the price of an American model? Right,
2: and if you you decide that that uh, Chinese-made product is a number one, is it a is it a, does it happen to be a better made product than the American product, then that's going to enter into it. If it costs less then that's, the that's gonna be a where cheaper it, product. Then that's where But you know, Joe, people make people make economic decisions
1: all the time. In sure fact, people make social decisions all the time for a variety of reasons. Well, we'll have to pick this up again tomorrow. Here's a special note. Tomorrow we will be honored to have with us Senator Bob Casey to talk about the Thruway Project and the funding that he was able to secure for it and other issues of the day. And we'll have Senator Bob Casey on at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Thanks so much for listening to On the Mark. I'm Joe McRanahan with Steve Kushlow. Lynn Hall's our producer. We'll see you tomorrow on WKOK Sunbury.